Karma fam. This is Indra just checking in to say thanks for listening and that we hope you enjoy part two of our conversation with the incredible, intelligent, and insightful Elise Slane from The Real Housewives of New York. She really goes into detail about her relationship with Ramona from start to finish in this conversation and her thoughts on the other cast members. So anyone who loves The Real Housewives of New York will not want to miss this. We hope you enjoy the episode and thanks for listening. So how was Ramona the first person you met out of all the women? Um, no, I knew, well, Ramona and I actually went back decades, but we weren't friends. Okay. Okay. Our daughters were best friends when they were little oh, girls. Oh, so very cute. Okay. They, Ramona and I tolerated one another. It was almost that movie, You Again. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right? <laughs> what did you think about her then? Like how, how did, how did she come across to you? I did a complete 360 on Ramona. What I thought about her then is what I think about her now. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Totally. Um, yeah. First impressions say a lot, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did, but I deviated for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the 180, like one thing I notice about Ramona is that she is very good in a moment at making you feel like your best friends, mm. like you, you get along so well. She does a lot of like touching and like in the moment bonding. But isn't that isn't that the characteristics of a narcissist? It's like either the sun is shining on you or you get the rain clouds and there's kind of no in between. I'm not putting w- words into Elisa's mouth. I'm just saying that's Deanna's opinion. You don't have to nod or anything, but it's just um, how did how did you get involved in the show? And did producers ask you or did someone on like who asked you to be involved? So I was meeting Ramona for a drink. Yeah. Uh, she was filming the first episode at T-Bar. And I was supposed to catch up with her basically afterwards. She was filming with the two girls, Missy and Maria. And I got there and I just, they were still filming. And I sat down with the producers and just watched what they were watching. Mm-hmm. And eventually they said, oh, why didn't you get in there? And so I went in there. And that pretty much was the whole first scene and right. the first time that you that you see me. And at that time, Ramona and I were very close friends. We had gotten close, I'd say, for about four years, four or five years after when I watched her go through the divorce with Mario. Right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to. I felt badly. And yeah, I'm sure, especially seeing are, Avery going right. through that as well as your daughter's friend. Right. And. We were um, we're in the same friend group. The fifty friends were right. friends too. And did you did you go in on that bag that she showed off? I did. Okay. I did okay. Go in that's on it. that's what yeah. I wanted to ask. Okay. So yeah. sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> that's all right. Um, the the fifty friends, everyone's you know that some of them are closer friends, others are social friends, and others they all talk behind your back anyway. But they're in the same social group, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And. One of the women I was very close with was spending some time with me in my house in Southampton and Ramona was having a party and she was inviting the girl that was staying with me and Ramona reached out to me and said, why don't you come? And at this time, I still sort of had that uh-oh feeling yeah. from mm-hmm, Ramona. Mm-hmm. So I thanked her, but I said, no, thank you. And then my friend kept saying, come on, come on, you two, you know, you're in the same group. Yeah. Make, figure this out. Make this work. And so I went to the party 
And Ramon and I ended up talking all night long and I was the last one to leave. Oh, wow. So then our friendship really started to, to blossom. But I believe it was more of, as I said on one of the episodes of One Way Street, because I didn't need Ramona, but I think Ramona had more of a need for me. She would talk to me about guys she's dating mm-hmm. and finance. You, it seems like you're like a rock, though. For her. Right. And, and you're very loyal. You are. You seem like a very loyal person, whether it's to what you're doing as a, like a career or like a partner or whatever. Uh, well, that's why it's so bizarre that I became that Ramona's perception and I'm look perception is reality Mm -hmm. she believes it that's but her perception is that I betrayed her I can't uh to this day I will never know what I did that made her feel that way I can't even remember like what it was it was so small if it was anything I mean I had finally with the producers constantly pushing me and the other girls constantly pushing Mm -hmm. me And Ramona constantly triggering me because she was behaving badly that I finally in the most benign way called her Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. and said, you know, do you consider me a friend? I mean, that was my big crime. Right. Yeah. Compared to what all the other women had said. Right. Uh, And even after she dismissed me, I still when I saw she was upset because Dorinda upset her, I came over to see if she was okay, and she dismissed me again. But she really was treating me very badly and I was allowing it because the producers kept saying stand up to her stand up to her don't let her treat you this way and my thinking was you know what this is her livelihood this is her show she introduced me to everyone so I'm going to sit back and just see what she does Mm -hmm. and eventually got to a point where I so benignly called her out and then everything blew up but what I called her out on was a result of something that happened off camera, okay. something that she had behaved very badly. And so that led to my next scene with Sonia and me saying Ramonaville is a one way street. Yes. Right. Yes. The <laughs> my favorite uh-huh. line of the season easily. <laughs> after after that one thing that she did that was off camera that um, if she apologized after that, do you think your friendship could have worked out in the end yes yeah wow but she ne- she never owned it yeah do you think that she has the capacity to do that with does she cut people off like this often do you know yes okay. i i do not think ramona has the capacity to be introspective mm-hmm. yeah and not a lot of people do yeah right, right that not a lot of people have the ability to step back and say what role did i play in this because it's never I won't eat to this day. And even though I don't know what I did that triggered her, yeah. I will never say that she was 100% in the wrong and this was all her doing. I must have done something. Yeah. Right. I just don't know what it is. But at least I have the ability to step back and be objective and say, however she perceived it, mm-hmm. you know, whatever my intention was, she perceived it in a different way and this is you know this is why we are where we are today and do you think she wanted to make up with me after oh she did she did yeah did how did she reach out to you wait wait how did she did she reach out to you or she did um so 
when the sizzle reel came out, yeah. she had texted it to me. We had not spoken in months and she had texted me the sizzle reel and I didn't respond to it. Mm-hmm. And then we were at a friend's mother's funeral and she came over to me after the funeral and she put her head up against mine and told me she missed me and she wanted to talk things That's out. That's the Ramona thing. And the next day, <laughs> <laughs> the next day she sent a text about getting together and I was not feeling well the next day. Yeah. So I I had declined. and But I was gracious about it. Yeah. And then she told me she wasn't feeling well, which we later found out was COVID. Right. But, um, you know, I wished her well. And I said, I hope you feel better. And I figured I just need some time because I'm so upset with her. And I figured we would talk over the summer. And by the time the summer came around, when I was doing podcasts and being asked about her, I repeatedly took the high road. Mm-hmm. No one would have known that she and I were not speaking. I, I complimented her as a mother and as a businesswoman. As soon as she did a podcast, she ripped me to shreds. Wow. Yeah. What kind so of stuff I, was she sh- saying that stuck, that hurt the most? She said that I brought nothing to the show and that... Production didn't like me, and that's why I wasn't even listed as a friend on Bravo. And what? The truth was, I had all the text messages from production saying how much they loved me and kept asking me to come back. Yeah. Well, like you're saying with Leah, it's jealousy with you, I think. It's just jealousy. I don't know what it was, you know, and I wasn't listed because I didn't, I wouldn't sign the contract with Bravo. I, okay. I literally had, I sat on the contract for about seven months. Wow. And then finally, two days before the show aired, was able to find a version that I felt comfortable signing. So for Ramona to say that, why did she need to say it? I was already done filming. I was off the show. Why did she Why did she feel the need to say that? So I sent her a text message and I said, you know, Ramona, even though you and I are not speaking, for the sake of what we had, I always took the high road whenever I was asked about you. And the first chance you had, you disparaged me. And she didn't respond. And so I said, okay, we could do this your way. And, you know, I still, look, I've never betrayed any of her confidences. Mm -hmm. I never will. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I definitely, you know, I, I posted screenshots of proving that what she said about production not liking me, proving that that wasn't true. Yeah. I came with my receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Is it yes. weird that like just hearing about that, it, it just makes me so sad because it really seems like at one point you really had a genuine relationship and a bond yeah. with, and you know, whether we're talking about Ramona or Joe Schmo down the street that you were friends with, right. it's, it's so sad it's hard. to hear of especially like out of out of her friend circle that you're so real and and just like such a a strong person that that just kind of fell out. Do you do you look back and think it's just sad? I think it's it's sad number one that she doesn't recognize yeah. what she even threw away. She has these the women yeah. and out of her out of the group of 50 friends, there are about five women that don't talk to me anymore because wow. Ramona told them not to. Okay. So um, somebody who had open heart surgery, who I was there for, you know, visited her in the hospital, took her to doctor's appointments, brought her food when she was sick in bed. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't talk oh to me anymore God. without ever having a conversation with me. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, 
And I remember everything Ramona has ever told me about this person, which was pretty negative or everything this person has ever said about Ramona. Yeah. Okay. You two think that you're best buds. All right. And enjoy. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is something that a lot of women go through is particularly later in life. Like I've gone through this with recently with friends who I'm like, I've, we have we're so close and then something happens it's just like it's not quite right anymore like how how have you found just like peace with maybe it happened organically with romance with Ramona but like how do you find peace with like just letting a friendship go well with Ramona I had anger on my side Mm. right so yeah and with these other women at first I was hurt and confused by it and but it it very quickly turned to disgust Mm -hmm. and what it I, I I'm lucky in that like I said I have a very diverse group of friends so I was able to focus on my other friends and I actually met three women this past year who I thought oh my god where have you been my whole life Mm. that I just really connected with on on such a cerebral level and it's so much more enjoyable than one of the women who don't talk to me anymore once chastised me at a dinner because the the women would be on one side the husbands were on another and I sort of straddled both conversations and I remember it was a crazy day in the market and I was talking to the guys about what was happening with the market and politics and stuff and the women were literally talking about Botox and cosmetic right. procedures. <laughs> right, right. And then one of them <laughs> chastised me and said to me, mm. you have to talk to the women. And I said, well, can we talk about something right. other than like handbags and Botox? Yeah. <laughs> and she said to me, we talk about happy things. Oh, and no. I went, oh my God, this is just so incredibly mind numbing. Yeah. So... I thought back of that conversation when this woman stopped talking to me and I'm like, well, that wasn't really that much of a loss for me Mm -hmm. now, was it? And Mm -hmm. then I met within a week, some person, my sort of funny, my ex-husband's friend from many years ago reached out to me and said, I want to introduce you to a woman because when, when she opens her mouth, I hear your words Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. You two will become good friends. And I met this woman and I am like girl crushing on her because <laughs> she is so interesting yeah. and just so passionate about what she does and who she is. And she's provocative. And so I walk away from being with her and I need to do a little research to up my game for the next conversation with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how I was able to deal with friendships that, because it's a, a true friendship wouldn't go away. Yeah. Right. Right. You could have a little falling out, a little parting of the ways, but deep down you love one another. And I always said, even with Ramona for, for quite a while, she needed me. I'd still step up, but to realize that she literally tried to destroy me. Yes. Yeah. On national television. Um, to, on television, in our friend group, she yeah, she really tried to hurt me in in any way that you can imagine. So now there's now I would not step up if, if she needed me to yeah. be honest. So so you've really closed the door on that friendship. Yeah, it's closed. There's no yeah, there's okay. no way that it's gonna go back. No, never. What about like someone? Um, so you've known Sonia for a while. Are you still in contact mm-hmm. with her? 
No, I, I've known Sonia a long time, sort of on the peripheral. Um, I knew her before. She was a Morgan. Yeah. She was working uh, as a hostess when she at San Pietro a restaurant. But why does everyone know her? Like, and, like when she was a hostess is what I want to know because people will be like, oh, I she was a party girl. Okay. She was a party oh, girl. Okay. Well, yeah. that's not a surprise. And so what kind of places <laughs> yeah. did she frequent? Um, she, where all the girls frequented. I mean, any, there's, there's sort of a, even though New York is large, it's very small. So, and everyone sort of is around, they orbit around the same spaces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's how I knew her. And we definitely were getting closer during filming and I got upset with her at the reunion when she backed up Ramona and said that I betrayed Ramona because... I've had many conversations with Sonia and I have many messages from Sonia where she talks about how badly Ramona treated me. Yeah. You know, and she kept saying to me, why are you letting her treat you this way? She was always sort of pushing me to find my voice and I don't have problems finding my voice. I just, out of deference to Ramona's career, kept it in check for the majority of filming. Why weren't you at the reunion? Because Ramona didn't want me there. She has that much leverage. She did, yeah. I was canceled on Watch What Happens Live after the <gasps> cameo what? with Leah. What? Oh. Yeah. Oh. No. I was scheduled to be on with Leah. Wow. And I got canceled because of the cameo, even though I'm not the one that said it. That doesn't even make sense. So is Bravo protecting Ramona in yes. your... Yeah. What? But it's so weird because she, she showed... Like she she comes across a little bit and you don't have to nod your head as a monster. And so is <laughs> I will not. Okay. I'm nodding yes for anyone who's listening and like, like a but, dolphin right now. Okay, <laughs> yes. But 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 it is because it's just like it it's the way she talks to people. Like yeah. even when she's TV gold, right? People love to it. Oh is. my god. It is. It's TV gold, but it's 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 terrible to watch when she's calling the employees that work at a hotel, what was she calling them? Servants. Servants. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah. Right. Um, are you friends with Dorinda or friendly with her? Friendly. I've known Dorinda. I knew her with Richard. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I had, yeah. So I had a, a boyfriend I had dated and he was friends with Richard. Is Richard or he, was he as lovely as he sounds? Yes. He was. He, was lovely. he sounds yeah. like he was a really wonderful person. He ad- he adored her. Yeah, she felt safe with him. And it, it feels like it feels really um, interesting you saying that because she does try to convey that, and and I feel like right. none of the other women kind of support that about like the loss that she felt from losing her partner, her person. Right. Right. He definitely, I think once Richard passed, Dorinda never felt safe again. Yeah, you can see that. And that's, that's a big deal. And right. So in terms of season 13, we know you're not returning. Right. How did that go down? Were you like, I don't want to do it? Were they, were they like, we don't want you? Like what happened? Yeah. I mean, there was never, I mean, the fact that I could not get through the friend contract Right. Yes. That it took me seven months and I kept saying, I'm not agreeing to this and I'm not right. agreeing to that. And I can't. So the fact that I couldn't get through that contract, it was never any question in my mind that I would never be able to be full time because the contracts yeah. are so onerous. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, 
look, I actually, even though I, I got paid to be on the show, I mean, it's the opportunity cost of being on the show. Right. I was not making money trading, right? Which is yeah. really how I earn my living. So I, I wouldn't just by that alone, I couldn't do it full time. I need to focus on my trading. But nor, nor was I, nor am I what they, I'm not TV gold, right? Ramona right. is because you love to hate her. And Leah is because Leah can be outrageous. Um, Sonia will get drunk and take her clothes off, you know, and, <laughs> right. and fall in her food, you know, but all that stuff is interesting to watch. I'm pretty chill. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to go for anyone's juggler. I, I want to just be there and, and have fun. And I guess that's not what Housewives is about. But I do believe it's going to have to change. Yes. Yeah. For season 13, because now they have two women of color. Yes. And, you know, Ramona was accused over the summer of being a racist, which I don't believe she is. Mm. And I publicly defended her on that one because even though I think she's an elitist, mm-hmm. I don't think she's a racist. And so I, I'll still be objective and call it as I see it. But they are going, she's definitely treading very lightly from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new girls are not going through the hazing that Leah went through or that I went through because they're, everyone's afraid. Right. So, yeah. you know, um, I don't know either of the new girls personally, but from what I understand, um, one of them is politically very active and outspoken. So, and her politics are opposite of Ramona's. Yes. But, mm-hmm. but yet Ramona seems to be playing very nicely. And I do I believe it's out of sincerity? No, I believe it's out of an oh shit moment. This could be my last season. Right. Mm. I, you know, um, I can't, I can't do the hazing. I've got to right. get along with everyone. Well, it's now. like throwing out the old guard for the new guard. Right. And so just looking back at that chapter of your life, how do you look back on it? And did you learn anything? I have mixed feelings yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. The, um, the good that came out of it, I actually met some fabulous people because of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean... The cast, although I do adore Leah. Yeah, she's wonderful. The people that reached out to me, um, either a couple of people I've done podcasts with, I've actually gotten close with, mm-hmm. and people have reached out to me on social media. Some of the the fans of the show, I've actually become pretty good friends with. Yeah. So that aspect of it has been fabulous, and I've become somewhat of a mentor to some younger people who have reached out to me and said, oh, I heard that you mentor. Can you look over this college application Mm. for me? And Oh, my God, that's so amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. Thank you. Um, So that I loved. And do but do I feel badly about having the very public breakdown with Ramona? Sure. That's not how how I wanted it to go down. At the end of the day, do I think Ramona and I would have stayed friends if it were not for the show? Maybe yes, only because, like I said, I didn't have a need. So I was able to make the relationship with Ramona was all about Ramona. And that was okay for me Mm -hmm. because I have quite a few people in my life that I make the relationship about them because I see their need is greater. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I really sensed that. And I, and it seemed to me that like Ramona really confided in yeah. you about things because you were someone who actually listened to her. Like I could see a lot of those 50 friends, like it's all Botox and handbags. Right. There's right. no deeper stuff. So yeah. I mean, if Ramona had a problem, I would literally think about it. Oh, sleep on it, opine on it, strategize, and then come back to her and say, okay, you've expressed ABC and here's, you know, how we're going to resolve A, this is what we're going to do for B, and this is how we're going to deal with C. And Mm -hmm. I would try to give her a path forward. So I really was about, and I'm always about trying to find resolution and I'm a fixer. (laughs) I'm a problem solver. So I think that maybe you know look maybe one day she'll never miss it I don't know I mean maybe I'm I'm a bit of a narcissist to think that maybe she'll have a realization and say wow that's a you know I lost a lease and that's a void that hasn't been filled I'm sure maybe she's already filled it because she's too narcissistic to realize what I brought to the table Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's all about her (laughs) um so I mean it seems kind of shocking to me that in the 13th season of Real Housewives of New York, they are only now bringing on diversity in terms of the cast. Right. What's your read on that? Like, why has it taken this long? Yeah, because and, especially you're a New Yorker. You you yeah. walk around and see, you know. Diversity And everywhere. I'm sure your friends are more right. diverse than what we see these women's friends on camera. Right, right. Well, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, my my best friend, the person who's like a sister to me, is a black woman. And I had asked her when all this was going around about Ramona being racist, did she ever sense that from Ramona? And she said that she didn't sense it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said Ramona had no interest in her because she didn't have money, not because <laughs> she's black. <laughs> That's so messed up. <laughs> um, But I do think it's very good for the show. I think it's about time. Like I said, I don't know the women personally, but they certainly seem intelligent. Mm -hmm. And I think that Roni needs that level of intellect. I think Leah did not get to show off how well-rounded she really is because there was nobody who brought that out in her. Mm -hmm. But she's actually quite politically astute and aware of the economy and society and politics and she's curious so if you talk to her about something that she's not familiar with she'll go back and research it and then come Mm -hmm. back to you with a response which is what I adore about her and I don't think anyone got to see that side of her and I think that these two new women also share that sort of depth and intellect from what I can see about them Mm -hmm. hopefully Mm -hmm. I'm right but I think that it's about time and yeah. I think it's fabulous. Yeah, I actually did. You can see like Leah is like, I saw it, even though she kind of like had her crazy moments right. on the season. Like I could see that this is someone who like thinks about life and approaches it differently than some of the other women, even if she's like getting naked and throwing TV right. charges right. around. Right, right, Yeah, so, and you know what? Look, I mean, and I... I'll never judge it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, I've become less judgmental mm-hmm. in my older yeah. years, right? When I was in my, you know, 30s, 
And early 40s, I was a little bit like, oh, how could you do that? You have a child. Yeah, but now yeah. I'm like, you know what? She's a great mom. Yeah. She's a great relationship yeah, with her daughter. Exactly. So many actresses on TV take off their clothes and no one's judging no. them for it. So yep. why would people judging Leah for it? You oh, know? yeah. So and she brings to the table about mental health. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is, mm-hmm. Has been a stigma for so right. long. And I was I was really like a sh- like I was upset that not the show, but Ramona more so was using mental health as a weapon. Yeah, that was oh, very absolutely. low. Absolutely. And especially when Leah was um, so brave, because I think she wrote about it before she was on the show. And um, that was just really a downer for me. Well, that's yeah. what the girls do, though. They right. go for the juggler. And that's what I don't like. And I grew up with a mom who suffered from debilitating depression. So Mm -hmm. I was always an advocate for people who had mental health issues. And I knew the stigma growing up, I was sometimes afraid to bring friends over because I didn't know, you know, what state of mind my mother was going to be in. So I love that Leah talks about it because so many people suffer from depression and other mental health issues. And it's a stigma and it shouldn't be. Yeah, it's an illness, just like cancer is an yeah. illness, and it's not something that that you choose, and it's not something that you're doing to bring it on. And so, I think it needs to be talked about. And I love that Leah talked about that. Yes, me too. You know, we approached you for our podcast as we focus on South Asians and American pop culture and stuff and um we assumed that you were east right. asian american and you told us that you know actually i'm only a certain percentage i don't consider myself that so i'm just really curious to hear about i i know we're not the only people who have probably said that to you um what is your experience being perceived as an East Asian American when, when you don't identify that way. Right. My, my whole life I've been perceived as, as East Asian. I've had total strangers on the street ask me what my ethnic background is because people are trying to figure it out. And other people have reached out to me and have referred to me as of Asian descent. And I had no idea actually that I had any Asian in me. I used to say, no, 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 I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, Jewish, and you know, my my uh, my mom's my mom my mom passed away, but my mom's family's Russian. My dad's Polish. My dad's a Holocaust survivor. Oh my gosh! Wow. And I had no idea until I did my DNA, and I went, "How do you like that? Eight percent Asian." <laughs> oh my gosh! On which side is it? On your dad's or your mom's, or do you not know? Um, I don't know, but I would guess on my mom's, mm-hmm. right? Because. Um, uh, Mongolia is very close to right. Russia and, and, you know, Genghis Khan, he got around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also on my dad's side, there is um, from uh, Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I am the little melting pot um, unbeknownst to me. Yeah. But I never did identify because I just, I had no, no idea. Other yeah. than I took it as a compliment that people always thought I had an exotic right. look. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, like, I mean, on the darker side of that, has anyone ever made, like, a racist comment towards you, which m- would probably be weird if you didn't identify that way? Yes. Someone on social media had made some comment to me to go back to China. What? <gasps> 
One of oh, one of wow. Ramona's fans. What? Oh no! Of course. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. No. Of course it's one of her fans. I <laughs> So but that was the only time that somebody had said something negative. And then just like because our podcast is about South Asians, did you see Family Karma on Bravo or I have never watched a Bravo show to <gasps> <Okay>. really hand <completely laughs> it with you. And and I didn't even watch Housewives after the yeah. very first season because I introduced Jill and Bethany. So I watched it just out of curiosity. You introduced Jill and Bethany? I did. <laughs> that, okay. So we, we are <laughs> full circling this because you talked about why did you think that they would connect or did it just happenstance that they formed that connection that we saw play out on The Housewives? I thought they would enjoy one another. So I was friends with Bethany and I was friends with Jill and I had organized a dinner and I said, you two would become friends. So I organized a dinner and that became the, uh, I was going to say famous, but now infamous friendship. Infamous. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And um, you and Reinhardt, do you guys like, what are your plans for the future? Yeah. I know you're at home with How, your dog I know your and dog. enjoying How's your dog doing right now? She's doing. She's just, you know, you would never know if you didn't know. She has a a congenital brain and skull deformity, but she's on medication that I give her every day. And she's a happy, she's a happy little baby. Um, If you ever, if you believe in reincarnation, you want to come back as my dog one day because I will take excellent care of Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And Reinhold is, you know, we're both, you know, he has a hedge fund um, and I, I sit in my little space and I do my trading yeah. and he's dealing with this hedge fund and he, uh, our gym is not opened up in the building. So he just bought this Nordic treadmill where there's the online trainers and nice. Now I feel obligated to get on it and he cracks up as I'm huffing and puffing. <laughs> I used to do CrossFit with him, but um, I wimped out of that after COVID. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know. It's like during COVID, it's like, oh, I don't need to work out as much. And then you're like, oh, I feel like a blob. <laughs> you know, like when you're living like in your sweats and then yeah. also you put on your jeans. And I'm, I said, I never knew that jeans can shrink sitting in the closet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeans do not lie. No. They do not lie. <laughs> um, and so, you, and you have one daughter. I have one daughter, Nicole, and um, she works at a hedge fund. She lives downtown in Chelsea. Oh, that's fabulous. And I have. Um, four stepchildren. Amazing. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, Do you guys get to see each other? Do they all live in the city? So, well, yeah, they live in Chelsea. Uh, well, no, my daughter's in Chelsea. And then Reinhold's oldest daughter, she's also at downtown in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And we get to see her more. His middle daughter, who's 25, just had a baby. She lives oh. in Seattle. Oh, wow. And um, and the youngest daughter is in Hartford, so we don't really get to see her. But they're okay. all little smarty pants. Oh, I bet. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. His, <laughs> his kids were Harvard, Princeton, and Yale. Oh, like my goodness. <laughs> the Holy Trinity or something. We, we got the whole, we got the Holy Grail. My daughter went to Columbia. So oh we're my like, gosh. all right, we're covered on the Ivy. Well we'll have yes. to we'll have to have you back on for um parent parenting advice because it seems like you have love that. a wealth of knowledge, you know. Yeah, we are both young mothers and you know, there's 
Yeah. I mean, you have, have so much life learn. experience and I feel like I learned so much. Um, but how old are your children? Mine are five and seven. And my baby, he's he's almost 16 months old. So we have a little bit of a range. <laughs> well, congratulations. Oh, I have such good learning games. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, we yeah, will. So we'll have to. Yeah, talk we again. will. And, and yes. Elise, thank you so. I did not. I mean, I didn't know what to expect. But yeah. I think I, I just wish and I hope through this podcast, like you are so smart <laughs> and well-rounded <laughs> and, and self-made and down to earth and so easy to talk to. Indra and I were um, actually texting each other and we're like, because we don't get nervous and we're like, <laughs> we're kind of scared. <laughs> really? A little yeah. bit. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Because I'm a New Yorker and I was like, she, I, I'm sure she's just going to be like my aunts, you know, like. She's going to be just a straight shooter and just give it to us like it is. And so, but you are such a breath of fresh air. So thank you so much. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much. Do you? And uh, my Instagram yes, is please. At, at Elise Slane. Great. If anyone wants to follow me on Instagram and at Twitter, it's Slane Elise because someone hijacked my name. Oh. <laughs> oh, how dare they? Elise, thank you. Thank you I hope so you much. Give New York my love. I will. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a pleasure.